is the Better Life, Better Work show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm an intuitive life and business coach here to help you create better life and better work. I help super successful people, you know, the recovering overachievers, put the soul back in their lives, and I help soulful people create success. On this show, topics range from the mystic to the logistic, and our content will support your being and your doing while on your path to create better life and better work. More is not better. Better is better. Hey, hey, soulful people. It's the first recording of the Better Life, Better Work show in 2020. Here we are. January 2nd is our recording day, and I am actually recording this live on Facebook, like I like to do. And I want to share a little behind the scenes with you. So, (laughs) of course, my dog makes a noise. I actually just sent my podcast producer and my um, marketing producer a quick little video that said every time I sit down to record my podcast, my dog licks its balls. This is not what we want to happen on audio. So today's episode, episode number 79, I am going to share some behind the scenes stuff of real life leadership. So this was not what was originally forecasted for today on the plan. I have something about going from bootstrap to uh, pro-visionary, hardcore, businessy, businessy thing. And then life happens. And for many of you, including my clients and including my future clients and um, just most human beings. What is the phrase? Best laid plans. And so I began to think of a second topic, like, oh, I could do this and do this. And as I started to do it, nothing felt right. Well, here's what happened today. So coming off New Year's, um, I felt really good. I felt um, excited. We've had five new members join Soulful Success and many, 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 many are renewing and staying. And yesterday, the first day of the year, I just had a quiet at home day, went to lunch with my husband We have been indulging in Nespresso's. We bought each other an Nespresso machine for uh, Christmas. And we have totally been indulging on fancy coffees. And today I got up excited. I had some work to do. I have some things to schedule. I had some emails to respond to. And I was on social media. And sure enough, my timing is perfect. My husband just walked in the door. And so real live in the moment, when we get distracted, this is what we got to do. We got to pause and take a breath. So I'm going to take a breath because I can feel my nerves cinching up because things aren't going the way that I want them to. Okay, so I've been really present the past few days 
um, seeing everybody's Christmas holiday and then into New Year's post. And a lot of people are, woohoo, I've got goals, reflecting back, um, planning future. And then a lot of people are like, you don't have to be one of the people setting goals. It's just a normal day. And there are so many expressions and that's all they are is expressions. You can do whatever you want. You can express whatever you want. That's what's important. Um, I noticed a version of me that like caught myself judging the people who were judging the goal setters because this year I'm one of those. And in the past, I've also been the one judging the not goal setter or judging, yeah, judging the not goal setters. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Whatever is true for you. And so just obviously been on social media. And this morning, something popped up in my feed that hit this spot under my skin that I actually released and burned in my New Year's Eve ceremony. So here we are, day two. And an emotional thought, an emotion and a thought that caused me suffering <laughs> last year. I released, I did the ceremony, and then something showed up on my page that just, ugh. And then, so, so I had this reaction, I had this judgment, the judgment felt shitty, um, I, my curiosity kind of went and I looked and I found evidence to make me even more mad and frustrated, not even mad, that's not the word, just irritated. And it hit this really old inner childhood popularity wound, like from elementary school this pay-to-play wound. And when I was little, we didn't have the money to pay to play. So um, there was this popularity thing. Anyways, so <clears throat> I then I'm judging myself, not too hard. Like on a scale of one to 10, I'm judging myself about a three. I've gotten a lot better, but I'm judging myself because I'm like, oh, Allison, you just released that. You just worked through all that. Here it is bar uh, bothering you right? Well, that doesn't do any good. And I teach my clients, what if we didn't judge it? And so if we didn't judge it, there is only that trigger to nurture. And then I judge myself for using the word trigger. <laughs> so like I could go on and on and on. And I don't know how many of you, when we have both this blessing and this <clears throat> of social media, like there's so much good, but there's something that happens on the inside when we trigger ourselves. And it, it causes, at least in me, often not only joy, but often overthinking. I was sharing, I reached out to my two girlfriends who are both on vacation and all week long, they've been sharing all these things with me and I've just been really quiet. And all of a sudden I had this share I wanted to share with them. And I told him, I said, my tendency is to kind of resolve these things on my own, my own little inter -mental, inner mental squiggles on my own. And um, I just wanted to kind of confess to them like they were priests. <laughs> they said no confession needed, but I just wanted to acknowledge that this trigger had gone off in me and... Um, 
it just ruffled my thoughts. And um, my friend Tiffany calls it sister wounds. And she reminds me that sister wounds can run really deep. So of course, all this stuff is just happening in my brain. It's, it's not even something happening to me. It's my brain reacting. And meanwhile, I've got on the calendar this podcast to record, this episode about how to have soulful success. And one of the things that I was talking with my girlfriends about was leadership integrity. I don't know who gets to define that. I don't know what anybody else's definition of leadership integrity is. But I know from my early days of being in leadership, so starting in high school, um, I knew when people were bullshitting me. And I lived in a world full of the front-facing mask. This is crazy, y'all. I just realized something. I pulled cards this morning and the January card was raccoon about the mask. And so um, from early on, I would recognize if, um, if the audio didn't match the video, right? Like if what was really going on didn't match. So not only, I just, I just sensed it. I just knew it. And then as I got older and more exper- experienced um, in counseling, in school and coaching and teaching, and then especially in the coaching industry, and then we go online and the leadership industry. And I understand that everybody wants to look good and be right. I want to look good and be right. But the fact is, you guys, I'm a human dang being. I am constantly, um, I'm, I am constantly nurturing. I'm constantly aware, sometimes over aware. My husband's so sweet. He's like, you try really hard to grow. I don't try it all. And I grow. Let me pull out my journal. <sighs> that idea of the raccoon and the mask. And so here we are. Yes, I'm a leader. Yes, I have um, a version of soulful success. Yes, I have 65 clients right now. Yes, I do live events. Yes, I do a podcast. Yes, I share. I have a personal life. I have a professional life. A lot of those intermingled. And you know what? I'm having an imperfect start to 2020 and it's simply imperfect. Well, I don't even want to judge it. (laughs) I don't want to even judge it and say it's, I don't even want to accuse it of being my thinking. But the fact is here we all running around with thoughts in our heads and our thoughts can be disruptive at times. Our thoughts can be overwhelming at times. And so I went into my bedroom this afternoon and I went to meditate, which I'm not very good at, but I went to meditate and just slow my nervous system down. There was nothing to fix, but just slow my nervous system down to try to reset because I had something to do. And about the time I sat down to meditate, (laughs) Callie, who um, helps me with my content and my emails and things like that, and she listens to all my podcasts and all my videos, and she creates content from them, messages me and says, hey, I just want to check and see when you're going to record your live episode. So not only do I know that I have this episode to record, but then one of my sweet team members has no idea what my brain is doing and is like, bump, bump, I'm ready to 
do the work. Let me know. It's better if it comes tonight, but if it comes tomorrow, it's no big deal. Like just being really supportive, but loving me to, to do this thing that I've committed to do. And then followed by that, Elise sends a message in our Slack channel. And Elise is so sweet. She reminds me that I'm a divine channel. This is my team. Here's where I am today with me being a leader. I decided at some point, I don't, I don't know if it was at the beginning of the year last year. It doesn't matter. I decided last year, at least in the first quarter, because I know since the second quarter on, I have released a new podcast episode every single week of the year. And I am committed to do that. I am seeing the growth. I am seeing my audience grow. I had a uh, client just join this week. She was like, I've been listening to your podcast. It is blowing my mind. You are my coach this year. And so I've gotten evidence. And one of the most challenging things I've ever done as a leader, as a content creator, is on a very specific day and time, release an episode of this podcast. And so many people will um, batch it. They'll do a whole bunch in one day. I have not, I've not even tried that because it overwhelms me. Um, sometimes I do really good. I got a few done ahead of time before Christmas. I've even asked for help and had other people step in when I was having a really difficult time. And so this concept came up this last week in Soulful Success. This concept came up earlier this week before New Year's, last live of the last year, this concept came up about what everybody wants to focus on and everybody wants to focus on the shiny, happy realization of their goals. And I think it was Gary Vee who just today on Instagram, I saw like a little cartoon post and it was like the quick fix and there was a big long line and then there was the work of creating and cultivating your goals. I love how what's really happening in real time as I process out loud with you guys and in the moment, truly behind the scenes, debrief of how a quote successful, soulfully successful creator creates. Um, this conversation that's happening with my clients is talking about, it's not the shiny stuff. It is, these are words I haven't used in years because I used to make up stories about them. I didn't see the sacred in them. I was just offended by discipline. I was offended by hustle. I was offended. Um, and now that I've learned to be unoffendable, thank you, Varian. Doing what it takes to get things done. Chopping wood, carrying water. And a few years ago, my best friend, um, actually for the past five years, my best friend has lost family members two, three, four a year. And um, they've had a lot of traumatic family stuff for like five years in a row. And I remember her sitting at my house saying, I just need to chop wood and carry water, which means I know that things aren't bright and shiny in this moment, but I'm going to do what I need to do to honor my life and the people I love in it. 
that's what chop wood, carry water means to me. It means doing the things that sometimes don't necessarily feel fun. Um, doing things even when we don't feel completely good. And so what I love about this moment right now, as I sat down, I started writing and like writing out, not a script, but the bullet points of this elements for soulful success and create this amazing podcast. And I realized I was putting so much pressure to create this one podcast that blows your freaking mind and that is amazing. And that's too much pressure. I don't create that way. And so I slowed down. I let the dog lick his balls and make all the noise. And I just sat and listened. And what I heard was, Allison, just this morning, you were triggered by pay-to-play artificial leadership. Y'all ever see those magazines in a um, an airplane and they have all the doctors in them? And it's like, who are the best surgeons of 2020? Those are all ads. Those are all paid advertising, which is totally fine. And so I had an experience like that this morning. It's like the best of, oh, yeah, you paid for that ad, which is totally a legit thing to do. It's just not something I do. And... I decided, I decide that I want, I want my outsides to be lovable and likable and good and forgivable when I screw up. And I want, I think one of the things that I still really judge, let's just, let me just own my shit, is that sometimes when I see this perfection on the outside and I know more of the story, especially, now not that I think that the story is not um, human, but when the story is a fucking lie, when the story is bullshit, when it is taped and band-aid together, and I real like this is why I lead from the place that I lead. I mean, I, I remember years and years ago being on a productivity coach panel, and somehow somebody asked me a question, and I acknowledged that I st- struggled with clinical depression. And there was two hundred people in the room, and I had said something about this work. Coaching is actually really supportive in this journey for clinical depression. And the next day, my boss looked at me. And she was like, "I would never have let." anybody know that about you like I would never have done that and in that moment I knew that I was called to share a human side of leadership because as I see all these names that show up and listen I know that we're all living a human life we all have not only our outer human experiences but we also have our inner processes and the inner ways we respond and the inner work that we're doing. Um, Just like this week, did y'all see the Pope slap somebody? (laughs) Lauren, for those on the podcast, Lauren, I I love that you are here um, and that you remember that. So Lauren is a coach, um, successful coach, an author and a leader. And she says, that's the day I decided I wanted to work with you. She was in the room all those years ago. And, you know, that year I, I remember Lauren did work with me and I almost got fired by somebody who said, I don't want a coach who struggles with depression. 
and that created a conversation. And I'm not here to pave a way for perfection because I feel like that's this impossible standard. And so I decided the way that I was going to lead and show up, I'll probably never get asked to do X, Y, Z because I cuss too much. I don't look the way, what are they even supposed to look? What is a leader supposed to look like? There's so many things that just don't fit the mold. And I'm sure many of you watching and listening feel like you don't fit the mold either because we're comparing our insides to our outsides. And so from time to time, I feel like it's really important to, to show you guys that sometimes what the leader does is shows up and gets the task done, albeit imperfectly and humanly. And it's better than avoiding the task. And so in the past... In the past, as what we call an Enneagram 7, an adult child of an alcoholic, somebody who struggles with depression. So let me tell you what depression is. Depression is depressing down things you don't want to feel. Well, wouldn't you know, for the last few years, I haven't really experienced a whole lot of depression. One little tiny episode that was very circumstantial. And what I've learned to do um, starting in about 2015, 16, 17, was learn how to stop outsourcing difficult feelings, stop pressing them down. And in the past, I would, um, I would push all that down because I only wanted to feel good stuff. So I was overly positive or, um, you know, trade that thought up. <laughs> and I believe that there's some things we need to do before we trade up our thinking. I don't think, while I do believe that our thoughts create our emotions and our emotions create our actions and our actions create our results, I think in that process, there are, um, in that process, there are tender moments that we need to nurture ourselves. And um I caught myself this morning (laughs) in judgment of others and judgment of myself that could have shut the whole day down. When I hit the button to go live and to record today, I wasn't fired up. I wasn't ready. But I know and have practiced enough for many years, and especially the last four years, that just because I'm uncomfortable or don't feel ready doesn't mean I can't move forward. And so today I'm recording this episode called Modeling an Imperfect Start to 2020. And I'm trusting not in any outer outcome. I know the outer outcome will happen, but I'm trusting in my own heart that somebody out there will know that you may not feel 100% today. You may not be thinking 100%, but that going and connecting with your people, releasing the judgment from yourselves will make a difference. And what I do know about business is like that little Gary Vee um, 
like that little Gary Vee cartoon, is that doing the work is not about building a fancy website, learning the tech tools, creating a program. It is all the little stuff in between. And it's not just doing the little stuff in between that is boring, that is regular, that may have a deadline. I'm the boss of me. Could I move the deadline? If I wanted to tell my team, I'm skipping an episode this week, what can they say? But I've made a commitment to myself, to my business, and to my audience, and to my team, that this is what I desire. And if I only do it because I feel like it, then there's going to be some major gaps. And in the past, that was my, like, only do it if it feels good. I tell my clients recently, thanks to my coach, Tara Newman, who's always saying we can do hard things. I am someone who likes ease and easy And I believe that we can do hard things with ease. And so today, it felt hard to get my podcast recorded in a timely manner that would respect Callie and Elise in their timelines for finishing the work. And I realized I can do hard things imperfectly. (laughs) Hard things done imperfectly are actually better than the perfectionism trap that keeps us hiding. And so I recommit today to not hide as a leader. I will rest when I need to rest. I will cocoon when I need to cocoon, but I will not hide. I didn't hide from my girlfriends. I won't hide from you guys. And I want to encourage you all that when you feel like you have to feel good or you have to be ready or perfect What if you went forward and reached out and connected anyway? And that's what I'm doing today. And so I'm finding that what is actually the perfect imperfection is incremental, consistent connection and contribution. And some days I will be high and happy and... um, and clear and other days I will be a little bit more in my human confused (laughs) processing through stuff but I will keep showing up and it's the cumulative effect of all those parts that truly is perfect And so maybe there's a little more burning that I need to do from my New Year's Eve ceremony. Because sometimes our brain teaches us, oh, once you burn this and release this, it's never going to come back. Well, here we are, day two of uh, 2020. I saw someone post said they already had two family members say they got cancer. We're two days in and their life is already topsy-turvy in 2019. It doesn't matter. It's another day. Life has its ups and downs. And I am resilient and you are resilient. And our biggest job to show up for our life and if you work, especially if you work for yourself, is to keep showing up with our whole heart. I do believe more and more every day that my whole heart 
including the wonky parts, the parts that I want to release. I don't want to be a judgmental bitch, but sometimes I am. And usually when I'm a judgmental bitch, it's because I'm a jealous bitch. Because I have a longing that hasn't been realized or I'm making up a story that isn't true. And that's just a human part of me. And if I wait until that's perfected to show up, I got to go. I'm not, I'm not showing up. And so I wanted to share today that today's episode does not fit in my strategic plan. Well, let me rephrase that. It actually does fit. It is not what was on my strategic plan. What originally my producer, Stacy, asked me to to talk about in listening to me, she said, I want you to talk about soulful success. And I want you to talk about how we can go into this year with more soulfulness, that there's so much marketing out there that's like, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And, and there's all these things that we're supposed to be doing that we should do to have success. And soulful Success is about listening to our soul. And my soul is mindful and loving and it tends to her thoughts. It does not bypass her feelings and it tends to her nervous system before trying to make any change. My soulful self creates space for reflection and rest. Sometimes she does inner work and sometimes she plays because she's done plenty of inner work. (laughs) My soulful self gets support and allows her implementers and executors and friends and producers and systems to support her. My soulful self is willing to show up. Human. Human. Not perfection. Listen, if I still wore pantyhose, I'd probably have a run in it. That's how I'm going to show up. I don't want the run in it, but nine times out of 10, when I put on a pair of pantyhose back in the professional days, uh, got a run in it. And does that mean we don't show up? And there goes the dog licking his crotch again. So perfect for this episode. Thank you all so much for spending this time with me, for um, for listening. What I know that I know that I know is that imperfect experimentation, action, connection is better than none at all. And I'm so thankful to my friend, Rebecca Ching, who is um, a therapist. She's licensed. And she talked about the distinction between underperformance and overperformance and Um, overachievers will tend to be really hard on themselves. And so they will do, 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 do for that sense of perfection and acceptance and belonging. And there are many of us who will underdo or hide or talk ourselves out of showing up um, as another side of anxiety that will keep us from connecting because we're afraid we're not perfect. Both of those are perfectionism. And perfectionism has been drilled into us by the media. 
by our industries. And <laughs> this is not brain surgery. <laughs> We're going to be okay. It's okay if some precision is off. And so I just want to remind you as we begin 2020 to love yourself right where you are. Life happens to life coaches right? Life happens to all of us. And we are resilient. We are flexible. We're able to rest. We can recover quickly. And we don't necessarily have to go into a hidey hole if something goes haywire. We can still show up and serve our people. Thank you so much for listening. Um, just a quick reminder that right now, the doors to soulful success are open. They're open through the 11th of January, and then they will be closed for the first quarter of the year so that I can focus on my clients. We've already had five people join this year. Super excited to welcome anybody else uh, who would like to become a solely member of my live coaching uh, coaching community. And so we do live coaching sessions on Mondays, uh, sometimes Wednesdays, sometimes Thursdays. There's a whole bank of classes and resources and a community of amazing professional men and women who um, don't want to do this thing called business alone, but most of them are solopreneurs, uh, solo self-employed people. So if you want to find out more about that, you can go to www.coachwithallison, your imperfect and favorite life coach and business coach. Uh, thank you so much for being just for being you in your perfectly imperfect self. I love you. I appreciate you. And I will see you next week. As always, thanks for listening. Totally appreciate you thinking about somebody who might really love this episode and you sharing it with them. Also, I always appreciate your reviews. It's like podcast currency. It's like a tip in the jar saying thanks. And finally, if you want to share on social media, a screenshot or any insights you get from listening to this episode, I will totally respond. You can share with the hashtag Better Life, Better Work show. This show is sponsored by my three rescued dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adoption when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better. Better is better.